were you an athletic trainer for the football team or another sport? No, everybody did football, and then we we would do other sports as well, but everybody did football, so that was our main responsibility. Okay, what was it like in, in 1980 as that team got smoked by Southern Miss and then turned it around and hit their stride? What was that like to, to be a part of it and, and see it from uh, part of the staff side? Oh, it was it was phenomenal because, like you said, after that Southern Mississippi game, I think everybody was kind of doubting themselves a little bit, and then we started putting together. I think we beat Miami and then Auburn, and and I and I it was kind of interesting because you know Coach Ballard, who invented the wishbone, you know I remember that that early week in practice, he, he told us we were going to beat Alabama that week because he knew how to stop the wishbone, and so just the way he did that, I think. He knew that we had the team to do it, and the team believed that, and it came true. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I was I was seven years old. It was it it rocked the world of college football, Mike. I'm sure you remember this. I mean, they were Alabama was on a 28 game winning streak and was back to back national champions. I mean, it's one of the biggest wins in the history of the state, regardless of level. And you know what was fun was we had a. Uh, we were had an open date that next Saturday after the Alabama game, which was fortunate because I don't know if we would be able to play a game. But on our way back from Jackson, of course, you know, had the charter buses, and um, it was it was basically every small town we went through it was a parade. They were lining the streets waiting for us to come through, and then when we get by the time we got back to campus, there was I don't know thousands of people at the athletic dorm as the buses were letting out. It was it was crazy, but. You know, an experience I'll never forget. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I bet. Uh, I bet that celebration was for the next couple of days was uh, pretty darn fun for a however old you were, 19 or 20-year-old. Oh yes, and like I said, it, it was it was good. We did not play a game that next week because I don't think we would have played very well. <laughs> We're visiting with Mike McCullough, athletic trainer at Mississippi State, and uh, Johnny Cooks's uh, roommate in college. Unbelievable how that that played out. And it, was it? I guess in the moment you just became friends and roommates. But later on, did you go? Wow, I be- I was I was roommates with a superstar. Did you kind of? Live that while you were his roommate, Mike. Well, you know, his senior year when he uh, began getting all the accolades, of course, you know, this is back when there was no cell phones and, you know, we had a public 
you know, uh, phone in the dorm, so everybody had access to our phone number. And so basically, I became his secretary, and you know, I learned to, to answer his phone because because he was getting calls from reporters and agents and fans and and you know. Um, groupies and everything else and so I tried to shield all that from him so it was I mean looking back you know you didn't really know it at the time but it, it was it was quite an experience that I guess a lot of a lot of people in my position didn't get to go through but um you know ESPN was was very new in the day and I believe that 1982 draft was the first one they televised and um and so, of course, it wasn't a spectacle, and, and they didn't invite the players to go to New York or anything. But I remember he, Johnny invited me after that uh, after the season was over. You know, he had gotten some money from from his agent, and so he, he had uh, rented a little house. And so he invited me to join his family to watch the draft. Back then, I think it started you know early in the morning. And so we're sitting there, and uh, we knew who was going to go first, but he didn't know if the coach were going to take him at the second pick or he was going to go later on. And it was just kind of neat to watch the TV after that first guy was taken. And then a few minutes later, the phone rings and it was the Baltimore Colts head coach saying that they were going to select him. And then all of a sudden you hear it over the TV and it, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun memories. Yeah. All right. So you were with him. Were y'all in Startville or Leland when he was drafted? Now, start well. He had rented a house after Christmas, after the, the that '81 season was over, uh, just so he can have some some privacy and, and things. And so he invited me to come over with with his family to to watch the draft on TV. That is cool. What? Um, that's really cool, actually. Uh, yeah, because you're right. Mel Kiper Jr. was just you know we didn't even know what was going on and how big the NFL draft would become and. ESPN's putting it on TV, and uh, it's wild, wild, wild. Um, so what year did you graduate from Mississippi State, Mike? 1982. Okay, all right. So you, you left the same year that, that Cooks did. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up, Mike? Dyersburg, Tennessee. Okay, and you live there now? Yeah, I just I came back to to be the athletic trainer for Dyersburg High School, and then you know I just I taught and coached. Oh, that's great. Okay, um, have you made it back to to Startville any in the last thirty forty years? Yes, I would come back from time to time. I got a daughter that's going to be a senior there. This. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Um, we're going to have John Bond on the show at at nine fifteen. We're going and. Um, do you look back on those? I mean, all those guys that went to the NFL, Keys, Collins, Cooks, Hull, Haddocks, pretty remarkable how many of those guys, um, either spent some time or a lot of time in the NFL, Mike. Yeah. I don't know if we really appreciated the time, but of course, you know, Johnny and then Glenn Collins were first round draft picks just from that year. And I think Michael Haddocks was a first round draft pick in the next draft and, then Marty McDowell, I think, had been a second-round draft pick the year before. So we we had a really good run, a lot of talent, and a lot of great guys. They, they, were, they were a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, no doubt. Mike McCullough on the Out of Bounds Show. Mike, thanks for sharing uh, the story of you and Johnny Cooks becoming roommates. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for getting back to me uh, so quick this morning. And I uh, hope you have a, a, a good weekend. I know it's been a, a tough couple of days. 
But thank you for allowing us to uh, celebrate your friend and roommate, Johnny Cooks. Well, thank you, Bo, and you have a great day, too.